Welcome to Film Study, an All-American podcast with Lexi. I'm Lexi, and today we're going to be talking about episode 107, right? Yeah. 107, <laughs> Godspeed, and Manda, y'all know my guest host. My guest co-host is back on the pod. <laughs> Which is funny that I am doing this episode of this show. Yeah. Which is interesting, because if y'all follow me, y'all know. <laughs> me doing this is hilarious. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> and so let's, let's get into it. Uh, yeah, don't forget to like, subscribe, share, all of the things. Smash that like button. Smash that like button. Turn on those notifications. Uh, give me a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, please, because I know y'all be listening. I'll be checking the numbers. <laughs> give her the five-star. Please, please give her the five-star. Please help with the ratings. Uh, yeah. But yeah, let's get into it. What were your overall thoughts on the episode? Godspeed. I overall like the episode. There were parts that I liked more than others, and there's parts that bore me, and we'll talk about that. Um, but it was it was good. There's some parts that really made me appreciate their care to it, uh, and then there's other things like mm, I predicted this moment. Mm. So yeah, it was good overall. Yeah, I um, <clears throat> I agree. I I enjoy the episode. I uh, I still feel like it's been for the past two weeks very, very much slower in terms of pacing for the storyline. Which I just think I hey. because I'm watching All American, I'm so used to them moving so fast. So every time there is a slow episode, it's just almost a little bit jarring for me. <laughs> Because I'm just like, here, here we go. 20 different storylines. Let's get ready. Like, <laughs> Right. They do move at different paces. And actually, it feels like they're not even part of the same universe at times. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, it's You're just like, like I feel like on? Homecoming started off really fast, too. Like, and so it's just, especially these last two episodes or so, have been very much just a little bit slower. Um so it's it's just it added a different element, but I still enjoyed the episode. I enjoy most episodes, as you know. <laughs> yeah, you, like I said before in our first podcast, Lexi and I got different opinions of the writers and how we support them. Yeah, and Lexi go always be down for the call. No, I'm not so. always on the side of the writers, but majority majority she's of the a, time, she's the nicer one of us. I two am. Sisters. I am. I am. <laughs> I'm gonna own that. She's the nicer one of our of our of us. And can like we can we take this time to make a same? public service announcement as well? That you know yes. we have different opinions. Um, so I think I'll just leave it at that. But like sometimes you know we, we sometimes we agree. I feel like you know right. a good amount of the time we agree, but also we have some different disagreements as well. Right, and people think that we are like the same person. Well, you said no. it, not me. I was trying to keep it. I was trying to keep it cute. No, we're gonna keep it real one hundred. Trying to keep it cute. <laughs> I'm, she don't keep it cute. I am the messy sister. I'm the messy one. She's the nice, like let's be, let's let's love on everybody. I'm gonna tell like a ti is and what's off of my head, and I'm messy. There you go. I like mess. <laughs> Yeah, you do. And if y'all look at what she said to Michael the other day, oh my god, yes, uh, that was fun. I responded. I was responding to the song. I was responding to the song. Uh, yeah, but we will move. We will <laughs> move I, along. Um, we'll move along. <laughs> let's start off with Amara and this journalism. 
uh, it was Black Women in Journalism. I think that she had this mm-hmm. event and, you know, she was prepping for it. Uh, Keisha was helping her prep for it as well. They were all set to do it in the student lounge, like the student union area. And then, you know, Zeke saw that and he was just like, yo, I told you to keep a low profile and you're not keeping a low profile by having this by having this event. So he vetoed the event uh, to be held in the student union. They had to find the last minute venue, but thankfully coach Lonnie, which I'm so upset we did not see her. (laughs) Right. She should have been there. Honestly, in my opinion, and this is one critique that I do have. I think that coach Lonnie should be a main character in this universe because why we need to see who Simone's coach is because she's the main character. Anyway, that's a whole different thing. But you should also see the person who's mentoring her. Right. And helping guide her. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And that's typically the coach. Because we have that for Spencer and Billy. We have that now for for uh, Turner Turner and Damon and, and JR. But you know but, my thoughts around that. Yes. Uh, but, <laughs> but so I do okay. think that Coach Lonnie should be, you know, at least, at the very least, a recurring character. Because we need that person that's in Simone's life that's guiding her. Uh, athletically as well as like we said a mentor um so anyway that's neither here nor there but coach Lonnie lets Amara use the tennis courts for um her event and you know it wasn't really that well attended but it, it was fine um and you know she ends up having it she says some things about the school at the end of the episode spoiler alert <laughs> she says some things about Brinkston that don't show it necessarily the best light and so Zeke and her end up on this sort of a cliffhanger because she has this video clip that's going around that now people are sending him that she sort of shades Brinkston a lot, a little bit, a lot, but so, a lot. <laughs> so did I watch something different? I thought someone edited and made it seem different than what she said because she's like, those are not my exact words. Yeah, I think she said, so I think it was just like this was she, so it was edited. But I, I want to say right. it was, like, edited out of context. So I thought my understanding yes. was, like, the context was before and after, but that she did say those exact words in that exact order. I don't – see, and I may – and maybe it's just been a long week. I don't – and I don't – To be fair, exact order. It, it, yeah, I don't – I think that was left up to, to interpretation, and we'll probably find okay. out more in the next episode. But so I just okay. took it as, like – this is what was said, but we didn't get the context of like what the question was. Like we didn't know what the question was. We didn't know uh, because and I think that they did show a clip where the guest that she had that very much reminded me of Amanda Seals, but the right. guest that she had uh, said something about like, oh, so what is it working on? Like this campus, da da da. So there, it wasn't that context of what led up to this answer. Yeah, I also thought that they kind of like switched some of the words out of the answers. Mm. So that's why it's like that too was edited. It in could a piece, be in a way. It could be because there's like. And I would, I would love, love, love for us to get the like real of it. But you know, these writers probably won't. No, I think, we'll the, for, I, think for, the, um, I think I think I think we'll get the real of it. I really do. I'm here for Anamara. So anybody trying to come for her, like I'm side eyeing her. So Same. I'm, I'm here really for like I'm, see, I'm here for her because I'm here for her. Me I'm too. Truly here for her. Me too. And it would be a, just a very interesting story to tell about, you know, how good editing has become and how you can make it look like it's real. I think that's a, you know, a prevailing topic on a lot of TV shows lately. Yeah. 
Um, so anyway, moving on. <laughs> moving right along. Um, speaking of this, I know he's your fave, right? Uh, JR, <laughs> one of your faves. So this is all against the uh, backdrop of Founders Day weekend. And J- JR is like getting a Founders Day sort of like outing weekend with his KEK brothers and obviously like alumni that are KEK. Um, and the former coach shows up. I don't remember this guy's name, but he's a former coach. Do you remember it? Can I just say something real quick? What? JR was giving him hell. He <laughs> was. was not happy to see him. Yeah. And I was here for it. Yeah. I was here for it. Yeah, he was. He was throwing them shade. I looked at him like he was small. Right. Like looked him up and down like he was small. It was the up and downs for me. It was the up and downs for me. He was. He was. Boy, I cackled so hard. I said, "Boy, you better, you better let him know how you feel." Right. Expression and all. He was not here for him. Right. Right. Um. No, you're absolutely right. And so he was giving him that energy throughout the throughout the episode. Eventually, you know, after the former coach had seen this interaction with him and Damon as well. JR did acknowledge that, you know, he's been off of baseball and and this and that, but that he actually wanted to join back. And the former coach was just like, ah, nah, you don't need to do that because you're not a good baseball player. (laughs) And was like, I put you on a bench for a reason. Why you being a hater, sir? Exactly. Why you being a hater? But... And the crazy thing is, is for me that as an audience member, I was just like, JJ, that should just tell you that you should be back on the team because. Me too. I was like, don't listen to that clown. Right. Don't listen to them. But also like why he's not even your coach anymore. So why would he be trying to keep you off the team if you knew that you made the team weaker? Hmm. Thank you. He would be like, oh, yes, sign back up, please. I want to see you three times a week. You know what I mean? Right. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that, even just from that standpoint, from a competitiveness standpoint, um, I don't know why JR took that to heart. But, again, he's in sort of a vulnerable place. And uh, we'll talk about his uh, interaction with Jamin in a little bit. But uh, we just know that he's still he's still sort of recovering from the stuff about his parents. And so, anyway, like we said, JR, don't listen to him. His teammates said, JR, don't listen to him. Um, and, you know, like I said, he had been sort of like, you know, shooing away, shading Damon, sort of just like brushing him off a lot in this episode uh, in terms of, um, you know, Damon just trying to chill again and hang out you know, while they're waiting for these DNA results. And he's just like, you're not a part of my family. You want to know everything about my family? I want to tell you about my family. <laughs> it's just like, come on. Like, y'all just tell me boys. What's going on? I don't know why I'm, like, using this voice today. But I just, you know, it's, a, it's Friday. We we hype. Uh, but, yeah, y'all used to be boys. And so you can just be nice. They, they used to be boys. And despite the fact that he was trying to find out the truth, about Damon I felt that he didn't want to like find out the truth with Damon because he still had to like process it himself like who is this person that's been this picture that my parents been holding on to is this Damon do I have a brother out there if it's not Damon who 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 holds a place in my family's life that I don't know about especially given this yeah especially given this uh divorce yeah um and so yeah he was just still going through that and so he and Damon were still beefing a little bit but at the end, Jr. apologizes 
uh, and we'll get to the brother thing later, but at the end, JR apologizes, and it looks like they, and I, I, I was being sort of tongue-in-cheek and saying they used to be brothers, because I do still feel like they, they, uh, they are brothers, right? Like, even though they're going through a tough time. Um, what you mean they're brothers? They're still learning each other. But they've been, fr- they were friends before the show was established. That's, that is true. That is true. They were. And the, how, the, Damon well was like visiting him was for a weekend. Did they know each other that well? Well, I think so. Enough to like, I wouldn't just visit someone who's like a casual friend in the, you okay. know, in the homecoming pilot. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. And I've always said, if people follow me on Twitter, JR is kind of like sneaky because mm-hmm. I was like, what's up with you, bro? But he fascinates me. Right. Um, but yeah, right. they did. Yeah, in the pilot, he did stay with Jr. And I think, and they were, they used to be on some team together. Yeah. Okay. Right. Right. I so I think, I yeah, I think they were pretty close. And I, I, even though they're like fighting, it's you know you don't get mad at people that you don't care about. So for you know, for better or for worse. And so I think that you know even though they were bickering for these past couple episodes, like you could still see that it was just like from a place of hurt and. Yeah, for both of them, you know, Damon being sensitive just about his family in general because he doesn't really know who they are, his birth parents, and um, Jr. like having this point of divergence and, and difference and newness as far as his family goes, uh, and how trash is that is. So anyway, so they they sort of come back together to an understanding um, at the end of this episode, and so that was. That was them. I know this is not even necessarily in a particular order, but we just gonna keep rolling with it. Um, what is interesting, though, is that you know someone who sort of had been flying, sort of in the background, who uh, Damon also interviewed, or should say, interviewed instead of <laughs> Jr. after he declined, uh, was Keisha, and. Mm-hmm. Keisha left on a bit of a interesting note, maybe a sour note from some because she she stood up Cam in the last episode. Um, but what we come to find out in this episode is that her mom's birthday is coming up. It's typically something that she does with her dad, with Zeke, but they can't fly back to Detroit to celebrate her mom's uh, birthday. And they usually do a traditional uh philippine filipina right filipino tradition yeah they're from the philippines uh philippines and so you know she's just really uh sad about that um and again because of this rift with her with her dad and it's it was actually interesting because we see them both trying to celebrate it on their own um (laughs) meanwhile in the background uh simone and simone and nate are like what we finna do? How 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 quickly can we pull together a traditional? And how can and and also making sure that it's authentic, right? And making sure that which it's authentic, is, which, which is, is so important. It was so so beautiful mm-hmm. to see. Uh, which I this is a line that I love because this is me. Uh, this is what I would want in a braider. That Nate so says she's like, I can do medium box braids in under three hours. Like what? Do you mind? <laughs> Do you mind, ma'am? Can, can I hire you? <laughs> can I hire you? Can I find you? So, uh, yeah, it's just I love that line, and so they pull together in what uh, what Keisha calls remixing family dinner, and they re- remix it and do a traditional 
Filipina birthday celebration, they invite Zeke. Zeke apologizes. I thought it was a really heartfelt apology from Zeke. What did you think about that? I like that apology because it wasn't just about apologizing of not being there and understanding her wanting to switch her major, but he also apologized for not being the father mm-hmm. that he needed to be right. while both of them were trying to heal. Right. And so it was It was very, it made me like him a little more. I still am side-eyeing him. Um, but I oh, yeah. Side-eyeing him for Amara, for sure. Yeah, oh, I'm side-eyeing him for Keisha, too. Um, but <laughs> I... I uh, but I appreciate him owning the mistake of not only being, hey, I, me- I made a mistake and not listening to you wanting to switch your major, but I've made a mistake since your mom's death. Right. On how we, how are we healing, how I'm, how I'm there for you and things of that nature. And that in itself was beautiful to see. It was. And I think especially the call, because I mean, anybody who listens to this podcast and these episodes, these reviews of Homecoming can know that. I have always been on the side of just like, I know that Zeke is capable of being better, even though we haven't seen it on screen that much, but just somewhere deep in my soul, like I know. Um, So I really appreciated the apology and really him calling back to that point that he made about her, um, him saying like, oh, your mother would be so disappointed. And just like how he really, to your point, needs to heal um, because the, and it doesn't make it okay, right? But it just adds some context right. and some color for why he has reacted the way he does, why he thinks it's so important is because the last thing that he and her mother had talked about was her being a doctor, um, like right before she died. And he was just like, oh, I can't even, you know, I'm afraid if you're not a doctor that I'd lose part of your mother. And like, I look at you and I think you're a mother. And so it was just a really beautiful moment for them against the backdrop of what we I know you and I both appreciated this so much but the very well done tastefully done and if I can say uh culturally humble way of Mm -hmm. putting together that that remix family dinner and that traditional Filipina birthday celebration um and I just love this line by Amara when she said I hope it's okay that we did this that line hit so like it hit my heart so hard I was like this is what i'm talking about yeah. like you should ask uh, people often say i will ask for forgiven givens rather than permission no you should ask for permission particularly if you are trying to celebrate and trying to uplift a culture that you have no clue about right and so you should you should be able to ask is this okay right and am I doing this as I should, as I should, in the honor of your mother and, and traditions, in which we researched because they never themselves ever like put it on, right? So they had to research and make sure that they brought they had the things that were needed. Yeah. What's interesting is, and I have tried to do some research about this. I believe that um, what is uh, her real name? Netta. Mm-hmm. Netta. Yeah. I believe in real life Netta is black and and, um, Filipino. She is, yeah. Because she was on Twitter talking about how they had, like, the actual things on the set. Um, Yeah, the food was real, everybody. The food was real. It was real. She was was really describing it. And for for the show, which we all have some thoughts around it, but for the writers and everything to not only honor, um, 
Keisha's fictional identity and Netta's real identity together it was beautiful yeah to know yeah and as a tribute to I believe it was her dad and I think the Mm -hmm. person so it was to honor her dad who I think her dad passed away Netta's dad um but the real person in the pictures that they showed of Keisha's mom was Netta's mom which was beautiful. Just beautiful. And again, just the sensitive. And I I think I noticed it in the things uh, like clothing. Like even they were trying mm-hmm. to wear traditional Filipina um, garb as well. So just like, and those are the, <laughs> I mean, not get on a little rant. Because <laughs> I could go uh, into, into culture and intercultural competence and all of those things. Because um, it's my area. But um those are like very surface level things like food, uh, art, clothing, very surface level aspects of culture that was really cool to see represented on screen. And what I loved is that not only showing those physical manifestations or the things that we can see, the things that are very visible to the eye, but again, like we both, that, that line just meant so much to me of I hope it's okay that we did this and trying to get to the below the surface meaning and respect and reverence for the pieces of Filipino culture. You know, what's interesting. That line, I believe wasn't just for fictional Keisha, but was also to the Filipino culture of anyone who's watching it. Right. Right. And saying, I hope this is okay. And it was a, if you think about it. Right. No, I agree. And I think it was like for the audience too to say, like, this is how you approach situations like this, or this should be your posture, a posture of humility, mm-hmm. uh when you're when you're engaging in cultural differences. Um, which again, shout out to NK and the all American homecoming writing team for that and the set you know every everybody everybody the whole entire crew set designers everybody costume makeup actors of course um but everybody who had a hand and 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 executing that and and just making sure that it was really um you know and it's a very one specific perspective i'm sure that they asked netta a lot uh and that comes from her perspective um on the filipina culture but again trying to get it trying to get it right Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give them that. I will give them that. Yeah, so that was great. Uh, they have a nice little time at the dinner, like we said. Keisha and Zeke sort of have a talk, uh, make up to the best of their ability right now. I'm sure they definitely have more work to do. Uh, but that leads Keisha to then talking to Cam and explaining why she can't be in a relationship because she really has some work to do still on herself and she can't be in a serious relationship and what she needs right now is a friend which I think is good for them right now it's good and and I instantly started laughing at that scene because Cam explained to Keisha that usually he sidesteps side pieces right (laughs) we know she ain't no side piece to you Cam we know she ain't no side piece I, when I tell you I laughed so hard <laughs> during that moment, I was like, I'm here for this. This I'm here for. Right. Because he, he's going to always be Cam. Whatever he can be. So, yeah. Right. yeah. Um, Cam, meanwhile, uh, like we said, Damon in the background has been doing this project, and he had a this psychology project on the nature versus nurture debate. Can I just, I, I need to say this at the top, guys. <laughs> 
it's both and. There is no nature or na- there is no nature or nurture on their own exclusively. It's both and. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> just as a like I was like the the psychology nerd in me was just yes, like please say this. Please say this at some point in the episode. And I I to, for me they didn't emphasize it enough that it was both <laughs> They didn't. They didn't. But I mean, look, there are there are people that are very much in one camp or the other. But from my perspective and what I've learned, it's it's both and. Um, and I agree. Yes. Uh, and so he had this he had this project where he asked people, and, and Simone actually gave him the idea to do a documentary because, again, he doesn't know a ton about his family experience, um, his family history, um, but to do this nature nurture and ask people, ask his friends, so. Again, he tried to get, he asked JR to be in it. JR declined. Um, he, we mentioned that he talked to Cam. That was a nice way of saying it. <laughs> JR, JR said, JR Oh, you're you not even part of my family yet. No, he was wilding. <laughs> he was wilding. <laughs> um, but he did interview Cam as well. Apparently, Cam comes from a, a, family of singers i felt like that was a very interesting way to introduce cam being a singer by the way that is too because then you think about he sung for keisha and i was like wait a second because we were all trying to figure out what was going to happen to cam after this whole brain right i thought he was going to join the baseball team because he could play baseball was that just a red herring yeah but it's a possibility i still think they yeah i feel like it would just make the most sense for him to join the baseball team even though it's like yeah he still may join the baseball team but then make like music theater his major or something right which then will complement keisha if she decides to do dance right right um, so and that's how I was seeing it, right? And so Cam talked about his history with football. Ultimately, Damon encourages him to be a singer to do like what his family does, even though it does come easy to him. <laughs> Cam's words. Uh, again, he talked to Keisha, uh, and she's she gave him the advice to focus on the parts that he does know about himself, uh, just like she. Uh, <laughs> she talked about the part that she, I'm sorry. The, the 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 Keisha interview was really funny to me. Was I? It was. It was because I I don't know. It was like it didn't feel uncomfortable. I don't know. There was just something about it that I was just. It was very interesting. Like from start to finish, like the way that she came at it. I feel like. And maybe it was because, you know, it was around the time with her mom. So she, I don't know. I was just like, he shouldn't usually act like this. And I guess she was more withdrawn in the episode, but it was just very interesting from a characterization of her standpoint. And even the fact that like Damon like dapped her up, like they dapped each other up. <laughs> I don't know. It was, it's interesting. Anyway, I'll move along. Um, so yeah, talked to her, said to focus on the parts that she does know. Interviewed Thea, which I told y'all. <laughs> I've been saying. I told y'all that they was going to have another little moment. But I have said since the backdoor pilot, I needed them two to be interacting with each other. Yeah. And I like their interview moment. Yeah. I do. I will be honest with you people here. I am not a Jamon. I am not a Damon. I am not even a Damon fan. But I am a Thea fan. And for some reason, before even the back, after watching Backdoor Pilot, I felt this 
this this this gravitating pull of Damon and Thea. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I I feel that I I see the pool as well, but I yeah, I'm just prepared for mess. I'm just prepared. You prepared for what? I'm prepared for mess. I'm prepared for mess. (laughs) I like it though. I like it all. I like all kind of mess. (laughs) So we'll just see. But I, I also because like we already know that Thea is this person that hasn't had this many experiences. So I just want I just. Ultimately, her to get her happy ending. Of course, she will. But like, I just anyway, that's that. But they had a moment where they talked about um, who she is off the court, and Damon encouraged her that like the person that she is off the court is going to be as amazing as who she is on the court. And so they had a little cute moment where he encouraged her after she was like edit that part out. And so I felt like the, the interviews were a balance of like. Damon giving advice and receiving advice from other people um yeah. so I like how they inter they intertwine that like interwoven whatever whatever the word is <laughs> they you they weaved it in and out though? yeah go ahead um every time I see Thea and Damon in the scene together he seems to be impressed by her more and more oh yeah for sure he seems to be impressed by her more and more when she just thinks like I'm just I'm Thea I just went through all of this this is my life I've been on a court my entire life, which he can relate to, right? Because mm-hmm. he's going to the the, um, the MLB um, himself because he had that same exact path as she did in just trying to be greatness in their, in their athletic um, form. And so he just it's just this this moment of like appreciating what she's done and and everything and trying to get to that connection. And I've always and I like that. She needs to be appreciated more, but I still need her to be the mean girl, but she needs to be appreciated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and like I said, it's like it, there was a balance of him giving advice at points and then him receiving advice at points. Um, again, he gave advice to Thea, but you know who this is a very advice, adviceful episode. I don't that's not a word, but Thea ended up giving advice to Simone. About tennis. Mm-mm-mm. Why'd you say? <laughs> I was like, because I, because I, I enjoyed that her giving advice to to, to Simone, but I needed like a little bit more mean girl in towards the end, like the mm-hmm. most like digs. But I loved it. I loved it. See, I loved I her clapping and being like, oh, oh, and I yeah, her clapping <laughs> is hilarious because you never would think that was coming for Thea, who always like kind of mean mugging. Right, people. and she did say, "I enjoy." All I did was yell at you, like that was cute. But uh, and she's like, and I like, and I enjoy yelling. At right, you. right. <laughs> um, and so what the backdrop of that is is that there's also like a tennis invitational. Um, Simone gets assigned one of the more intense tennis stars. Uh, who basically psychs her out. She uh, has like almost, like too many panic attacks in the middle of the court. Um, you know, just, I think, I think we're finding out that Simona is a bit of a perfectionist. And if she is scared that she's not going to excel at something, then she gets very anxious. Um, and so she has uh, anxiety on the court. Panic attack doesn't do well. Um, you know, back to Damon's project, like Damon interviews her and she's just like, you know, I showed myself like, 
uh, <laughs> not her, not exactly her words, but uh, PG, PG, uh, but showed herself on the court and like it, it was a person that she didn't recognize. So Thea really gets gives her advice on how to find her zone, like get in the zone and that other people have things that they do counting. Thea meditates. And so whatever getting into the zone looks like for her, she should do it. So Simone tries it. It doesn't really work. And then, you know, Thea just has this great moment where she steals somebody's sign, writes on the sign. Little girl sign. Right. (laughs) The little girl sign. She writes zone equals love in the middle of Simone's uh, match and shows it to her to say like, remember your love i took it as remember your love for tennis the sport apart from the conversation uh, apart from the competition i agree and like take this That's moment to I self-love well. yeah yeah and then because we saw simone then like remembering like her on a court when she was younger right and things of that nature you know what's funny it's also related well to like spencer's story in the episode before yeah about his love for football very true and gray showed her showed him the picture of him like kicking on special teams absolutely and so they both had that relatable moment um but yeah i you know what's i also liked about that scene was when um <laughs> thea like she like literally had that little girl she took the sign wrote zone equals love and then a the little girl just was like yeah it was true <laughs> showing and showing that part of the sign too the zone equals love <laughs> yeah no i like that too uh and again like clap for her afterwards and um yeah they just had a really cute moment we mentioned talking about yelling but uh quick thing on the on the tennis part uh before all of this we should say that jordan sent a quick text to simone to wish her to wish her luck before her match basically um but you know what you can't do through text that uh damon did to simone he held her hand he, like this boy is always it. it's very spencer reminiscent remember in season three we'd just be like spencer just loves especially you spencer just loves to grab olivia's Love hand touching people. grabs grabs <laughs> olivia's hand all the time and that that is Damon to Simone. He he finna grab her hand. He gonna find any excuse to do so. <laughs> that is true. I used to always be like, can you stop touching me? <laughs> but this time, me but yeah. shipping everybody and being also a demon myself was just like, mm-hmm. okay, Damon. And we saw the Amara notice because Amara know. Mm-hmm. I have no reserves yeah. at Amara knows, but uh, and you got and you got her doing that, and me going, let that girl hand go, <laughs> unhand her. <laughs> yeah, so we literally at opposite ends of that. This is where I set, we separate each other's thoughts. I'm the next one, like you don't let her hand go, unhand her. And you grabbing her hand in front of her aunt who don't even know you like that. Like that. What's wrong with you? He's so bold. It's just it was just funny to me because I was just like, this man is going to take any any and every excuse to grab her hand is she gonna let him mm? which is also disrespectful it she did not flinch she did not look at the hand she there was no Didn't for me that's back. what i'm saying she like there was no the indication that she was uncomfortable for me she was very comfortable i was like hello ma'am are we not in a relationship it's the mess it's the mess for me it's the mess I for me you. Um, but so that all happened pre pre the advice. Uh, but again, ended on loving 
you know, finding the reasons to do what you love, the reason why you love it, loving yourself. And to Damon's point in his project, it's about knowing yourself, like knowing your history is less important than knowing who you are and your own identity as a person. And I really like that. I really like the message overall of the episode. Me too. I, I, I like the message. I, I, like I said, I like the moments of, uh, for Keisha. I like the moments between Thea and Simone. I like JR sizing up before the coach. What bored me was Damon, but he always bored me. I, I wasn't bored <laughs> by Damon. I enjoyed Yeah, it. you're not. You, I enjoyed it. But what bores me is Damon. His, and, and also, too, because I've seen the nature versus um, nurture like project being done, too. Oh, yeah. In, that in, that for um, me was like, okay. <laughs> I've been seeing, seeing that being done in TV shows, and particularly like college age TV shows. So I literally rolled my eyes. Yeah, it is a I very it. yeah. Um, I was like, this bores me. I've seen this before, in a different form with different characters, but I've yeah. seen this before. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I did like it though. I did, I felt like it was a nice change of even though I mentioned like pacing and number of storylines, I do did think it was a nice change of. You know, just a bit of a different look to have him interacting with all of those different characters and have them talking. Because uh, it's a, like they're talking to the audience and we don't usually get that. So it was fun for me in terms of like yeah. visually. I like, I like, so I prefer a slower episode when you, you're expanding stories because Lexi will tell you the 20 million storylines that come out of All American in that episode frustrates me. Uh, 9.9 out of 10. Uh, and so I appreciate the slowness of, of an episode. So, which made me like the overall episode because it allowed us to dig a little bit deeper yeah. into character experiences. But I want to know more about Simone outside of her being a tennis player yeah. who now has panic attacks. Yeah. Oh, same here. I need more character development around her. Same here. And, and I think... That's a good place to switch to predictions. Um, right before we get there, though, speaking of the different things that you can talk about in terms of psychology, nature versus not, uh, nature versus nurture being one of those things, uh, panic attacks, anxiety being another one of those things. Apparently, Marcus Turner has a mood disorder. What? You missed that? I missed that. The scene where he was taking pills? Oh yeah, I didn't know what the disorder. pills were because I was trying to like zoom in. Yeah, okay, so I wasn't exactly correct. I thought that he might have low-key been an alcoholic or had some, but I did say he might have like anger. I think I said anger issues, or did I say that about JR? I might have said that about JR. But I knew something else was bubbling underneath the surface with Marcus. And this is not necessarily a bad thing, but they I'm I'm definitely sure that they're going to explore Marcus's disorders soon since it came up like what is this pill box yeah they like it was a quick a quick glance that that said mood disorders prescription for mood disorders got a better glance than i did um so with that being said predictions before we end and get to the closing just wanted to hop in and say we forgot to talk about the big bomb if you will and that was that jr and damon are 
not brothers, or at least the DNA test came back as negative. Now, I can't speak to Manda, and I'll ask her to put her predictions in the chat um, and thoughts on that in the chat, but I, for one, I'm not totally convinced they're not brothers yet, or if they're, like, if they're not still connected somehow. We'll see. We'll see what's going on. We'll see what's happening, but, uh... It says the DNA test came back negative, but I'm not sure that's that's uh, all that we're he'll hear, hear about from from the end of, of Damon and Jr. potentially being connected or being family. And yeah, all right. Closing. Thank you for listening to our review. Stay tuned for our predictions.